Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Quinn de Greymont, a paladin from Flarban in the province of Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawfort, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Keswick. Hi, I'm Rick, and I play Otto, a spring sage from Hanweir, sworn to the land, wandering the plain and setting wrongs to right with Xersine companion Bojo. set the scene. A win is not always a whim, and perspective is everything. Last time, the party learned that a victory can be as hollow as the husks of humanity. Kuin offered the final exit to the vampire's depraved existence as the butler served his last. Upstairs, our companions discovered a journal complete with its jarring accounts of the terrible torment that had taken place in what should have been the safe haven of a happy home. Some while later, at the back of the building, Otto and Bojo cracked open the covering of the courtyard well. In doing so, Kuin witnessed some silvery strands of light as they rose to meet their maker, and the souls of suffering were finally silenced. Some stood sombre, allowing Allura to express her emotions at the fate of the family, whilst others shed a silent tear. With the saga of Stonewell now revealed, the Friends could temper its fictional fables with fact, laying local legend to rest along with its famed family. Episode 117, Revelations and Revelry. Okay, so, the five of you arrive back at the village, Stagwick. You approach the gates, they've been left propped open for you. You can see this same guard who you passed on your way out. He's still perched on his stool, keeping an eye out, and you'd assume that he's probably keeping an eye out for you. So as you make your way through the gates, he stands up, greets you, counts you in, does a double take at the additional member, and then a very big double take at the following bear, um, but nevertheless allows you to pass, uh, giving the bear a wide berth and pulls this big kind of palisade door shut. And you can see there's a large wooden uh, plank which he drops across the back, uh, a large beam, to obviously keep the door shut. Okay, so are you making your way back up to the heart and hearth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think we would, yeah. 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 Okay. Right. So you I'm make up. your way... Although it's not 
Sorry, Otto's not been here before, so obviously he'll be guided by you. Yeah. So you make your way back up through the the main um, the main kind of dirt track through town. You pass the uh, this little courtyard which hosts the bakery uh, and the apothecary. You can see that there are still lights on in the bakery, but otherwise the rest of the shops are dark and stand empty. Passing further up, you you walk past the entrance to the general store and the smithy. You can hear the sound of the bellows being worked, um, but you can't hear the sound of metal being hammered or uh, or being doused. Uh, you you could fairly safely assume that Eliza is not at the forge and it's just running um, as it would mechanically through this little system they've set up where the water cuts through and, and pumps the bellows. So you make your way over this small bridge and you are left standing in the courtyard, this illuminated courtyard of the heart and hearth. You can see through the windows there are people making merry, um, you can see shadows passing around, it looks like someone started up a jig inside, uh, a couple of whirling figures and it's, it just seems to be a very happy atmosphere. I think Alora uh, should turn to Otto and um, say to him um, uh, what do you normally do with uh, is, it, is it Bojo is it did you say is, is that your bear's name it is well remembered um, well Bojo generally lies down and people tend to walk around him that's often the way this will work um, although I'd better find someone and ask them for some food perhaps that, that might be a bit bizarre outside the front of the inn that might just freak a few people out um would he would he go around the back of the inn towards the stables and just just stay quietly out of the way? Oh, we could do. He's often very popular with the children wherever we go. Actually, he's very gentle, really. Uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Ogva? Well, I, I think if um, given enough warning and, and people are sure to ask who our new uh, companion is, and it would be a good uh, reason to explain who he is and. Why there is a bear outside the inn? Mm. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. I think if everyone is given fair warning, I, I don't see any problem. Yeah, uh, I don't think the uh, horses would be too. I know he's a nice, friendly bear, but uh, oh, I know the but horses would be too. Uh, oh, I know, but all happy all with the smell of uh, a bear. Well, not all of oh. the not all of the townsfolk will be in the inn. What if somebody wanders down and decides to attack the bear? Because uh, I wouldn't attack a bear unless I had to. Would no. you? Alright, okay. Well. Alright, Laura's just gonna um, put her hand on the front door and uh, push the door open or pull the ring open or whatever, however, ha- whatever the handle is. She's just gonna go into the inn. Okay. Um, and uh, as she goes in, she's gonna turn to Kieran and say, uh, Kieran, do you think you ought to just explain to Mary perhaps that she's got a bear outside her front door? Yeah, no problem. Ah, that would be Okay. Of course. So you push open the door to the inn and you're you're met with a warm blast of air. It's actually quite chilly outside. It's quite cold, it's quite cool, it's quite damp. Um, It's a crisp autumnal evening you would say. Um, 
But as you, as you open the door, you're met with this kind of warm blast of air, the smell of roasting meats uh, and, and spilled beer. Uh, you can indeed see that there is a bit of a jig going on, uh, a bit of an, an area has been cleared on the floor. Um, some tables have been pushed up to the side. This one single gentleman with his lone fiddle, um, he is fiddling up a storm. And you can see uh, Mary and Al whirl whirling around arm in arm, accompanied by some other young budding couples. Um, it's a merry atmosphere, the, the, you know, the, the sound of stomping feet and clapping surrounds, surrounds them. And yeah, it's it's very, very lively. So, heading in, what are you all doing? Before we go in, I would just need to have a quick word with Bojo and ask him to be nice and to stay out of the way if possible. And um, I'll bring him some food a little bit later. Um, and then I shall buy up the... Uh, festivities with a, a bit of a cautious eye and probably stay quiet and behind the rest of the group for the most part. Okay. Can I go and talk to Mary and tell her that we've got to uh, introduce a new friend and uh, say uh, about Ojo. Okay, you're just wading straight through the dance floor, are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you cut straight through the dance floor. Um, big shiny metal man um, and <laughs> as you as you uh, intercept Mary uh, make me a oh, Mary's dancing Mary is dancing make me a charisma <laughs> check please Kieran oh. hey, hey, Mary's dancing <laughs> make me a charisma check Kieran Whoa, that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Way to kick the evening off. Oh. Okay. Um, so marvellous. You take all your stuff out. <laughs> okay, so Kieran, I now want you to make me a... A knowledge noble check if you've got it. Fourteen. That's a twelve plus two. Okay, so with fourteen, you're you're okay. You've got more knowledge than the average human. So you cut. Yeah, <laughs> you cut your way through the dance floor between the couples. You you just beeline straight towards them. Um, there's a bit of a, a commotion as someone chips over your leg and goes sprawling on the floor. Uh, but as you approach Mary uh, and reach a hand out to kind of, uh, I'd say, grab hold of her or get her attention, she promptly takes your hand, breaks away from Al, completely caught up in the dance, and starts whirling you around the dance floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to which, with a 14, being raised in a noble household, you would have been taught how to dance. Lovely. So... Mary is taking you for a spin round the dance floor. Al is looking quite put out. Ogvar and Delora and Otto, what are you all doing? Um, I think Ogvar would be looking at um, Kewin, like breaking into dance without so much of a batting of an eyelid. I didn't know we could do that. 
Well, I should imagine he's been to more than a few... Well, I don't think they do barn dances where he comes from. Uh, he cuts quite a dashing figure, doesn't he, really? Well, yes, I, I thought he'd just clump about a bit and do his but Always graceful. He's, he's quite agile. Looks like he's done a few of those. Yes. Quite a surprise, really. Um, Something new we've learned about him, I guess. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's a different aspect to him, uh, other than all the, all the swords and the, the bashing and hitting. As long as he doesn't do that on the dance floor. <laughs> Laura's going to laugh. He's certainly doing um, quite well, given what he's wearing. Couldn't do that myself. Well, no, I mean, we, we're not used to this, Otto. I mean, you know, he's he's quite agile in a number of things, but dancing wasn't one that I imagined. That's not what would come to my mind, either. <laughs> no. Are you making, like, a disco ball effect off all your armour? <laughs> <laughs> Candlelight flickering off his armour. Oh, a chamber. Oh, chamber, sorry. Good work, good work. Oh dear. It's probably covered in half covered in blood. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, that would yeah, that'd be quite the sight, wouldn't it, really? Oh dear. Um Oh dear. Okay, so the song draws to a close with a final squeaky flourish on the fiddle. Um and breathlessly Mary turns to you, Kewin, looks at you and goes, Oh, um where's Al? Hello, Kewin. Uh uh yeah, he's, he's, he's over there. Uh, I came up, tapped you on the shoulder, you grabbed my hand and started dancing with me. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I think he was a bit put out, personally, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was quite a nice little jig, that. Takes me back to home. Oh, um, yes. Yes. Okay, so... With the with the dance over, you see people begin to disperse. Um, this this man on the fiddle is taking a break, and, and the couples on the dance floor break up and, and disappear back into the crowd. And gradually, people kind of fill this area back in. Uh, so, Kieran, you're left standing with Mary, uh, Laura. I think Laura would take to the centre of this area, and I think she would have. She'll just grab a nearby glass and just gently tap on it to get everybody's attention and just say, excuse me everybody, can I have your attention please, just for a moment. Okay, so no glasses in sight but you do have a tankard which you give a, a bit of a tock, 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 tock on. Yeah, sure, that'll do. Okay, yeah, and with that, make me a charisma check please. Oh dear, charisma Oh dear. Uh, no, that's that's a that's a, a, a six all in. Okay, six all in. It's not too bad. So I've just rolled for the villagers. They've rolled a fifteen, so they're really actually quite receptive to you. So you are able to get a fair bit of attention, and as obviously people turn towards you and begin to, you know lay eyes upon you and actually kind of wait for you to say something more and more people kind of join in this again this kind of ripple effect right Laura's just gonna say one moment if you please 
She's going to grab a stool or chair from somewhere and she's going to pull it onto the edge of this area and she's going to seat herself upon it. Uh, she's going to say, a little bit earlier, before we disappeared out of here to do something, you asked me if I would share a story with you. Do you still want me to share a story with you? Because I have one to tell. There is a brief moment where you hear the mutterings of a crowd and people begin to turn to their neighbours and, and start muttering. Uh, and a again, as, as people kind of kind of fill this area and they have kind of pushed back out into this, this kind of circle around you now. Um, Kieran, you're left with Mary. Very quickly, let's just zip back over that way. So what are you what are you saying anything to Mary? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, right, Mary, uh, right, uh, this gentleman, that gentleman there in the, uh, um, hermit looking costume, uh, he, he, uh, he's actually a, a new friend. Uh, he'll be joining us, so we'll, we'll sort all that out, but, uh, the problem is he's got another friend outside. His name's Ojo. Right, and he's um, how do we put this? Very friendly, uh, but he's a great big bear. That's all right, isn't it? I, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, and and he likes cuddles. Excellent. Um, okay. And the as you're standing there waiting for everyone to to kind of uh, decide whether they want to hear a story, Mary indeed pushes her way to the front of the crowd. Um, kind of totters, totters into the middle as she pushes away through this kind of this initial ring of, of the faces and says uh, turns them goes claps her hands twice um, everyone I've just been informed there is a bear in the courtyard at that you see a couple of men pick up pitchforks no 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 apparently he's very friendly um so uh, just, I don't know. Uh, he likes cuddles. And um, he's quite fond of um, porridge, actually, and and fruit as well. Sometimes. Excellent. Well, now that we're all aware of that, um, Miss Laura, sorry to interrupt. And you now have the full attention. You you hear kind of there's some mutterings at a bear, a bear. bear. Ooh, I don't like bears. Uh, and then eventually, kind of attention draws back to you, and people are like, yeah, yeah, we want a story. Right. Is this uh, central? Um, it, it's got a central chandelier type. Th well, it's not a chandelier, but it, it's got um, candles on that's lit, hasn't it, in the central area of the tavern i believe there are i believe two or three candelabras in this tavern uh, made of deer antlers yes right is it possible for allura to cast mage hand and have her mage hand swiftly just put some of these candles out to lower the lights in the room um, you know what for the dramatic effect i'll allow it Right, that's exactly what she was to do. She will, um, uh, bear with me, hang on, oh, bear with me, bear with me. 
No, he's in the courtyard. Right. Um, she will hold her hand up and she will make a like a sigil. She will say, Vinificus Manus. And mage hand, a ghostly mage hand will appear, which will go round and it will extinguish half of the light being emitted by these these kind of they're on like wagon wheels aren't they type affairs on the roof I think you said no they're on deer antlers oh on deer antlers okay so she's going to she's going to do that and extinguish half the light just so it, it dims but obviously is not dark you hear it <clears throat> go around the crowd she's then going to just um, expel the mage hand dismiss the mage hand um, earlier tonight Richard told us a story, a story of Stonewell Hall, a legend, I believe, in Stagwick. Now I am going to offer you a story which I didn't offer earlier. Tonight we decided to go on a little investigation into your recent problems with your slightly desiccated animals. We thought we might be able to perhaps get to the bottom of this problem. Um, anyway, um, the four of us took a trip and we went up to Stonewell Hall. And then she is going to move on and recount the tale of what happened the basic detail she's not going to go into fine detail because that would take too long she's going to recount the basic detail of what happened and she's going to get towards the end of the story um, and when we went out into the rear courtyard behind the ruins of the manor there was a well there was an old well which was boarded over we had a look in the well and as we opened the well as Kirin will confirm there were the remains of six people in the base of the well Kirin has said a prayer and her spirits have been released so they are at peace now but our new companion Otto who found us during our journey, as I explained earlier. He has sealed that. So that will be a place of remembrance for them, for any townsfolk that would like to pay their respects. Richard, could you stand up and come over here, please? Richard indeed stands up and he, he, he doesn't have to push his way through the ring of people. They part for him. Um, he walks towards you, nodding solemnly. Um, she's going to turn to Ogvar and just call across to Ogvar. Ogvar, could you possibly ask Orlan for the journal, please? Just uh, <clears throat> right away. Um, you, uh, you, you heard the Lady Orland. So could we please have it? You hear it. <coughs> And the journal comes spitting out the top. Mm. Oh, yeah. Excellent, thank you very much. And uh, Ogvar will present the uh, the journal to Alora. 
Here you are, as requested. Thank you, Ogfo, that's helpful. She's going to hold the journal up. This is the journal of the family's butler. He was the vampire that killed the family and the staff that worked there. I'm going to hand this to Richard and she's going to do that as she says that. Yeah. This should be examined, it should be kept safe and you may wish to have the authorities in Throb and have a look at this. We do have friends in Salhof that would also be interested but what you do with this because this is your town is up to you. This is part of the legend now. And this is my story. This is our story. I believe that our work here is done. And then she's going to just nod ahead, like incline ahead and step back to indicate that she has finished her story. Yeah. There is almost a unanimous raising of glasses and toast around the, the, the tavern. Um, and then it kind of bursts into this excited atmosphere again. Um, it's, it's, it's heavy weight, this, you know, this story you've just imparted. It's, it's a heavy, it's a solemn topic. Um, and with the conclusion, people have paid their respects and then it's back into full swing celebration mode. Um, Jeez, they get over it quick. <laughs> Mary bustles past you with her hands on her hips, huffs looking up at the chandelier, uh, and then promptly begins to untie it and bring it back down and start to relight the numerous candles which are uh, dotted around. Um, she tuts, and, and there are about 30 odd candles on this thing which she now has to go and relight, and that's just the one. Um, so she starts bustling around the inn and Al very helpfully goes and starts uh, starts lighting candles as well. Um, and, and gradually the inn returns to its previous uh, illumination. But it is uh, an atmosphere of great joy. The mead and ale is flowing again. You can see that one of the, perhaps one of the older children, uh, maybe she looks in a mid-teens, maybe 15, 16. She's behind the bar, she's helping pull, pull pints of, of mead and ale. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just this, this big kind of party atmosphere has broken out. Otto, what are you doing? It's a, it's, it's a, lot, of, uh, a lot of movement, a lot of noise. What are you doing in this situation? Otto was very suspicious of all the sort of revelry beforehand. Obviously, he had no idea what was uh, happening before. It was the first time he'd been here, but feeling the mood, he's probably going to get up and have a bit of a dance. He's more enthusiastic than skilled, but he likes to have a bit of fun, and uh, he'll probably just throw himself in. Okay, yeah, so you bust some moves on the dance floor. Um, yeah, okay. Ogvar, um, Kevin. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, well, Cuban's uh, had a dance, um, so he's gonna just move towards the bar. It's much more comfortable. Sounds sensible. 
Okay. Nice. Um, I think Ogvar's probably um, probably going to walk across with um, Qin because um, these sort of social events are, are really a bit of a, a mystery to him, being a, out in the woods most of the time. But he is quite interested. Um, so <clears throat> he's obviously he's never really danced or anything before, so he's only ever done like um, a bit of a jig or something like that. So he's he's looking at people moving around and like he's possibly like looking at the footwork and shuffling his feet and trying to figure it all out but it's probably not really coming to him but he, he's he's observing and looking at what's going on yeah okay nice Elora. i think Elora would um go over to the bar and i think she will then um encourage rowan out um who is probably still clinging to her because i think that's where he was under her cloak yeah um and she's just going to give Rowan some TLC. She's going to going to just order herself. She's going to get herself a mead. And she's just going to let Rowan have a little bit of mead. And she's just going to give him some love and some, you know, really try and give him some confidence. And she's going to try and talk to him about what happened and why she left him there, because he was safer. And that bad things happen in the world and that he needs to take care and take things sometimes more seriously. Okay. But she's only got his best interests at heart. Okay, so Laura, you're giving your bat some therapy. Okay. Yeah, I think he needs it, yeah. I think perhaps Laura needs it too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Esther will join Otto on the dance floor. Uh, she's doing the freestyle dance teacher routine. Um... She is she is loving life. Uh, all the dance moves are coming out. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box. The whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole repertoire um, is 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 coming out, uh, including the very popular stake the vampire. Um, <laughs> okay. So, the night wears on. Is there anything anybody wants to do in particular? There is alcohol aplenty, there is food aplenty. Um, this roast boar, this, uh, not pork boar, but a pig. This roast pig, which was uh, cooking earlier, it's been torn apart. Um, there's, there's not a lot of meat left on it, but there are things like soups available and, and stews and other bits which Mary's wheeling out uh, fresh crusty bread and things like that so there's plenty of food there's plenty of drink available are you doing anything specific for the rest of the evening uh, just have some food and drink and yeah, I think downtime after everything that happened and uh, it wasn't a pleasant experience up at the manor it was kind of unpleasant but enlightening all at the same time um, and I think they, I think Allure would feel that it's, um, it's another job well done and it's another eye-opener her, for her, um, you know, about life in other places in Innistrad, things that perhaps she's never experienced before. Okay. Um, he would ask Otto, Hugh would ask Otto, does the bear eat bones and stuff like that and asks if he can have some of the boar to take out to Ojo. 
saves me a job, thank you. That's very kind. He, he'll think I've forgotten about him. I'll give him a hug as I go out as well. He'll like that too. As I go, when I go out to him. Can I just confirm? Is it? Is it is it, it's Bojo, not Ojo, isn't it? Bojo, Bojo. would it be, yeah. Bojo, Bojo. right, that's oh. okay. Bojo. Just checking, just checking. I thought it was me that had written it down wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> He's very friendly, you should uh, take some time to get to know him, perhaps. Yeah, don't poke the back. It's hard to hear with a helmet on, things get muffled as... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so you go take some food out to Bojo, give him some TLC, he's more than happy to, you know, accept your your favour. Um, yeah, Otto, what are you doing? Anything particular? Otto would enjoy himself for a little bit, um, sort of celebrating life as much as anything. Um, he'd then be trying to keep an eye on these various people he seems to have fallen in with. Um, obviously, Kewin's asked about this bear, thinks quite highly of that. Um, you can see Ogvar doing his thing. Um, would be very curious about this strange woman who's talking to a bat. And um, in his experience, there's not many people who can do that. And that normally, they're, they're people like him. Um, and seeing a wizard like this is, it must be familiar. And uh, but seeing it drinking some mead, that, that's not right. So I think he'd wander over and perhaps explains that you know bats they they don't normally like. Mead. It's not really very good for them, you know. Yes, I'm painfully aware of this, Otto, but unfortunately, this young bat has got a penchant for mead, and I've we've tried to keep him out, but he just. I've tried talking to him. I've got a book on bats that hopefully I might be able to find something useful in there that Esther gave me. Um, but no, he's. This is not something that I encourage. We have had a parental discussion about it. Ah, I see. Um, if you have any useful ideas, feel free. But he is very much a free spirit. Well, I think spirits would be a bad idea as well. Um, yes, probably. Have, have you? Ha ha ha. Have you thought about maybe some apples for him? Far healthier. Oh, been there, done that. Been okay. there and done that. He's just. He's just young and very impressionable. He's a little bit off the rails at the moment, but he, you know, he started to be a little bit more helpful. He's starting, I think, to listen. He started to have more experiences that maybe will sober him up a little bit, if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> Would you... I'm sorry to be forward. Um, I don't mean to be rude. I understand that he's your companion. Would you mind if maybe I had a word with him? Would that, would that be okay with you yeah that's absolutely fine I mean he's very amenable and you know he's uh, he's extremely brave very brave very cheeky um, I'm yeah. sure uh, many, fine many Go animals ahead. do take after their owners after all yes oh well that's a little bit unfair I mean I don't I don't go around mopping up everybody's mead uh, he's I'll... a bit of a lush <laughs> well uh do excuse me, I, I, I'm unable to speak to him normally, but with some, the aid of some magic, I, I should be able to make myself known. Um, and I shall come uh, speak with Rowan. Animals. Rowan, she's going to hold Rowan up, hanging off her finger in front of her. <laughs> Rowan, this this gentleman is a guy called Otto. Well, we don't know much about him, but I'm sure in time we'll come to a 
perhaps know him a little better. But for tonight, would, would you like to spend a little time having a chat with Otto? He clings tightly to your finger and... Meed. Yeah, I know, Rowan. It, it, it's okay to leave me. It, no harm is going to come to you here, I promise. Just go to Otto for a little while. Make yourself a new friend as well. He very sadly, almost looking like a sullen child or a kicked puppy, lets go of your finger, hanging upside down, and then promptly drops um, before fluttering over and, and perching on Otto's outstretched finger. Laura's just going to nod and smile to Otto. He looks at you big, with, with big watery bat eyes, almost lets out a little sniffle and then promptly turns his back on you. That's a good little one. And I shall start squeaking at him um, in bat, <laughs> thanks to Speak With Animals. And um, I shall, I won't be asking him at all about why he drinks mead. I shall be asking all about his mistress and is she actually as cranky as, uh, as she is when I've met her? And is she, uh, is she normally perhaps a little bit more friendly and amenable? And, um, It'd be good to get the bat's opinion because I think uh, he'd probably trust an animal's opinion more than most people's. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to kind of sequester yourself in a corner with Rowan. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you sequester yourself in a corner with Rowan, and he's he warms up to you um, fairly quickly. He warms up to you, and he's he's chatting away um, as as much as he possibly can. Um, he tells you some tidbits of information. Um, mostly about um, things that Laura doesn't know he's done um, <laughs> after extracting I know that. after extracting your promise out of you to not tell her what you've what what he's just said. Oh, I will promise absolutely. And yeah, you, you you're able to learn a bit more about you know when he was he was a little baby when he first uh, first met Laura and and, and was, was you know starting out on his great journey um he's he's a bit of a, well, it's a bit he's an over he's he's an exaggerator he uh he, he makes everything sounds much greater than it was you would say it's a good storyteller yes okay ogfar what are you doing for the rest of the evening um <clears throat> i think ogvar's just going to um observe the situation sort of Probably, um, probably feel a little bit lost when Kewin uh, goes out and uh, talks to uh, Bojo. Um, but he's just probably going to just hang around the bar, and he's quite—he is quite interested in watching people dance and sort of like, what's it all about when they, they step the one leg over the other and then they, they spin around and all that. Like it's, it's it's quite interesting, but observing from afar, and um, probably in the back of his mind, he's he's thinking back to the conversation or the, the very brief introduction he had. Um, from Otto when they they met in the in the um, in Stonewell Hall, um, just thinking sort of like how the things he said as like he'd met me before and he knew who I was and he doesn't think tonight's probably the time to ask about those things um, as he seems far more interested in talking to a bat at the moment. Um, but he's he's figuring out how he's going to approach that subject and find out what it all meant. Okay. So, the night wears on, and people are partying fairly late. You see, well, all of you, in fact, um, 
only have a Veroni, Ogfar, and Kirin, who I'm assuming would have come in at some point, would uh, would recognise. But you both see uh, Eliza Stag letting her figurative hair loose uh, on the dance floor, um, stomping around quite happily, um, sending a couple of people scattering as, as she uh, performs uh, some sort of jig. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very very rowdy evening, and this this party it, it is very much this party atmosphere. Um, you see this gentleman from um, the from Bucks Bakes. He appears um, not long after not long after or reappears. Sorry, not long after you've um, you've come back, maybe half an hour or so. He reappears uh, with a big platter full of meat pies. Um, you know he's he's brought some extra extra bits along, um, and and they're very promptly passed around the room and shared out. And yeah, it's it's a party. Um, people don't start leaving until very late into the night, eleven o'clock. Maybe you'd say nearly midnight. People start leaving, uh, but by the time kind of midnight strikes, the the inn is is fairly empty there's a couple of people left slumped over tables clearly in an alcoholic stupor um but mary's busy straightening tables al is following her around like a puppy helping out uh carrying trays of of tankards back to the kitchen to be washed up and, and yeah it's it's very much bubbled down to this very quiet atmosphere um where basically everyone's everyone's gone At which point I'm assuming you're probably going to hit the hay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. I think um, Laura would um, perhaps pause, if they're all going back upstairs, pause at the top of the stairs. I'm not sure which Esther's room is, but perhaps pause, just sort of, just lay a hand on her arm and just just nod and then say, good night, Esther. Esther smiles at you, gives you a pinch on the cheek. And then turns into her own room. Otto, uh, as the others leave, Mary bustles up to you and hands you a key to a room. Um, you're, you're very welcome to a room um, if you should want it. Uh, I don't know if you want to stay with your lovely uh, fuzzy companion, but there is a room upstairs should you should you wish. I appreciate the gesture. But, uh... The ground can be a little hard sometimes, but if I don't spend some time with Bojo, I'm sure he'll be a little unhappy with me. And he'll just gently give the key back. I'll uh, I'll be out the front if you need me. It's it's okay. We we do have a stables around the back. Should you wish to, I don't know, take a hay bale or something. Um, I'm not sure if the horses would be quite so tolerant, but um, yes, no, help help yourself. Uh, thank you. I'll I'll be sure to do that. Thank you. Okay. You're most kind. So, you all head off to your various sleeping arrangements and settle in for the night. Um, and you have a very decent night's sleep. Okay. So, waking up in the morning. What time are we all kind of waking up? Dawn, most likely. Dawn. Yeah, yeah. When it gets light. Yes, I think so. Probably. The the the, um, the nights are stretching out now, 
because we've been travelling for several months mm-hmm. and I think we were in, uh, was it half, we were coming into springtime. Mm. I think we were in it winter was, moon. It was autumn time. Oh, was it autumn? Oh, right, so the nights are dropping in. Okay. Right. Yes. Fine. Okay. Well, uh, we'll all go down for breakfast, I'd imagine. Yep, okay. So, Otto, you wake up. It's slightly damp. It's slightly misly. Um, you can see that Bojo's fur has got a fine, um, a fine dusting of dew clinging to the tips. Um... But you've you've stayed, I'd say, probably fairly fairly warm, if if a little damp on the outside. Heading down for breakfast, um, although it's early, you can see that Mary is up and about. Um, she has been cleaning off, like you said, cleaning off the bar and setting up the kitchen, prepping things for the day. And as you begin to kind of appear and float in, um, she smiles at you and goes, "Oh, um." breakfast no thank you but I'm sure Bojo would like some thanks yes okay uh, porridge was it it is a treat not too often excellent and and what about the rest of you can I can I get you anything for, for breakfast oh yes please oh yes most certainly and some coffee if uh, you could definitely coffee would be most acceptable thank you if that's what you have, Mary, anything is appreciated. Yes, yes, of course. And Mary bustles off and she heads into the kitchen. You hear some clattering noises. She reappears through this beaded doorway a, a little while later with three mugs of coffee. Uh, and she's actually got a big kind of uh, wooden platter. Uh, and as you watch, she goes over to the fire where it's it's been stoked, obviously, first thing in the morning. And you can see a stone plate lies across the coals. Uh, and she begins to lay strips of bacon and sausages onto this stone platter, which begin to sizzle merrily away, filling the inn with this uh, lovely smell of a slap-up breakfast being, being cooked. Mary? Oh, yes? Um, is there anything I can do to help? I mean, you've been very kind, and you, you, you clearly work very hard. I mean, you were up late clearing down the bar, and you're up early trying to do everyone breakfast. Is there something we can do to help? Well, if, if you wouldn't mind, the, the floors do need a good sweep. That's fine. Give me a besom, and I'll I'll do that for you. Oh, thank you. And she she passes you this this broom. It's this old busted beaten up looking broom but clearly still in working order you can see that it's been the kind of the head's been reattached several times over it's kind of fallen off or snapped or been broken um but sounds like one of mine yeah (laughs) so she hands you the broom and and pops back off to the kitchen it's not long before she reappears with a veritable bucket of steaming porridge uh, which she promptly hefts onto the counter and it is in a pail it is in a wooden pail and it is about half full it is a portion fit for a bear uh, and she hefts it up onto the counter with both hands and you hear this kind of thump and she kind of Woof, and drops the handle down and kind of slides it towards you Otto uh, for the uh, crikey Mary, mas- Mary what you got there uh, 
porridge for the bear. Oh, crikey. Laura's just going to stop sweeping for a minute, go over to the counter and just have a look over, peep over into the pail and go, wow, okay, yeah, that that's that's quite a, a lot of porridge. I've got some left it, over. Would anyone like a, a bowl for the morning while you're waiting for the food to cook? I'm fine, thank you, Mary. And Laura's going to turn around and just continue sweeping. Are you sure I can put, I can put some stagberry jam in it? Oh. No, I'm fine. I've got this job to do. I'll do that. But thank you, thank you, Mary. Thank you. I'll fuck you in. Well, it'd be a shame to let it go to waste, wouldn't it, really? Well, I, su- I suppose, yes. You know, if you're going to bend my arm. <laughs> Otto, are you, are you sure you don't want a, something to... No, it's it's been a long time since I've eaten it. As, much, as good as your food smells, I'm sure it uh, would upset my stomach a little. But would you... Mary, is it? Yes, Did yes. I get that right? Yes. Would you, would you like to meet Bojo? I should love to. Um, just give me, give me a second, and I will. Um, I'll just, just get some bowls for these two. Of course. And Mary bustles back into the kitchen, and she reappears, oh, a couple of seconds later, with two bowls of porridge, spoons already placed in them, and you can see she's taken some stagberry jam and she's written your initial into the top of the porridge so there's an O for Ogvar and a C for Kewin in Stagbury Jam <laughs> which she promptly slides oh, slides in front of the both of you respectively um, and wipes her hands off and goes oh well um, let's go meet Mr Bear then uh, yes does that just offer them the one hit point back the, the one health point back uh, no because the Stagbury was uh, temporary charisma wasn't it oh was it charisma yeah. Ah, I didn't remember. Okay, fine. Yes. So both Ogfar and Kewin will have one temporary charisma point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Mary accompanies you outside, Otto. I'm imagining you're probably going to heft the bucket of porridge. As best I can. Otto's not the strongest, but um, he'll he'll he won't ask her to help. And um, yeah, he'll. He'll come through and happily tell her about what Bojo likes, where he likes to be scratched, and uh, and uh, we'll very dutifully introduce them both quite formally. Bojo, this is um, Mary, Mary, Bojo. Um, just just behind that right ear there. That, that's where he likes likes a good scratch. Just there. Strangely enough, Mary has never interacted with a bear before. Um, strangely enough, uh, she she looks at him and goes, oh, "Well, it is a." a, a Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Bojo. I'm shake your paw, but um, I'm, I'm not sure how to speak to bears. Um, and she very dutifully follows where you've indicated and scratches behind his ear. Yeah, he'll probably enjoy that very much. And uh, I think uh, Otto uh, just put out the bucket. There you go. Don't don't expect too much more of this. We'll be uh, on the road soon, I'm sure. We're in the most of it. <laughs> okay, Laura. Uh, right, uh, uh, just off pod. Uh, does d- does the healing? What what was? Just remind me of the healing for people for overnight. Okay, so overnight healing. Um, so if you're below half, you get half your total. If you're above half, you heal up fully. Yeah, because I, I don't know whether Rick knows that. No, I did not. No. Oh yes, there we go. Because yeah, he took a right load of damage. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. If, you're, if you're below half of your total hit points, you heal up half. If you're above half, you heal up fully. So I heal up you fit, you two heal halfway. Up two half. Or yeah. Or or do you gain half your hit points? Half back? half of the no. half of your hit point value back. Oh great, thank oh, you. Right. Yeah. So right. if you've got I thought it was two half. If you're half, sixty actually. and you've twenty seven, yeah. you still get thirty, which puts you at fifty seven. Right. Okay. Amazing. Oh, okay, cool. So Mary will spend a little bit of time outside marvelling over Bojo. Is, is, is Bojo a messy eater? Does he just kind of dive nose first into the bucket of porridge? Is it up by yeah. his eyeballs? He's shy, but not when it comes to food. Yeah, okay. So outside is this kind of misty, hazy morning. You can you can barely see the bridge. Um, obviously, there's some early morning mist from the river which runs through uh, through town. Um, so it's, it's quite a bit of a, it's a, bit of a pea super, really. Um, and it's, it's quite damp and even standing outside for this short period of time when you and Mary return to to the warmth of the tavern you're both covered you've both got kind of damp skin and you've got beaded water in your hair um, but returning to the tavern Mary very quickly attends to the bacon and the sausages which she's got on this stone plate and very quickly you've all with the exception of Otto got a full plate uh, a full inner strad in front of you and as soon as you all bite into the sausages, you realise that these are not pork sausages like you thought, they are actually venison sausages. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Oh, these are nice. These, these, these aren't pork, these are venison. Oh yes, this most definitely do. We shouldn't really be surprised, should we? No, not really. Oh, a welcome surprise. Indeed. This is a very nice breakfast. This is this has been overall a very nice stay, I would say. Uh, the food in this uh, village is outstanding. It is, and and the accommodation is very yes. comfortable. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, we've got a few jobs to do today. Uh, we've got to get uh, a certain person a certain something. Ah, and yes. uh, I've got those of those. Um, I've got to pop to the bakery. Ah, yes, we need to put an order in. Oh, I've already put it in. Oh, you've put the order in. Oh, you've got to let them know that well, we moving... No, they, they said they'd be ready today. Oh, OK. They said it would take uh, 24, at least 20, uh, well, 24 hours. So we're going to... And then we can Where's be Esther? on Esther? Way. Esther? Yes, yes, dearie, she's sat right by um, you. <laughs> oh, right, OK, this... Um, are we... Are we going to be leaving today then? I don't no, see no reason why not. Yeah. Carry on down to you know where. Can I ask where we are leaving to? Oh. Although we're on a. Uh, we have a little bit of a mission. We have a, a bit of a quest that we are trying to fulfil. Some information we're seeking, and we will be travelling south towards Jenwick's Tower. Um. I know you had some kind of a calling to yes. meet Ogval. I don't understand that. We've not really, we've not, we don't really know much about you. Why don't you briefly tell us something about you? I, I think now we're sat down having a bit of breakfast before we actually pack our stuff to leave. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. What is there to tell? Um, I, I see Ogvar in my dreams. 
a strange thing to have a man's face in one's dreams, but nonetheless, and a feeling that I am here to help him. Um, I, I have travelled the plane for many years, um, more than 30, 30 years crossing forth this land, and well, I won't bore you too much with the details. Um, suffice to say, I've seen things. A few years ago, I thought that I could retire. I thought I could have enough. Uh, I'd had enough of travelling, and I simply wandered a little bit from village to village, helping out where I could, um, you know, as a spring sage does. But about, about what was it, two weeks ago, maybe? Something like that. Um, yes, I, I had this dream, and I, I suppose, like most folks, I don't tend to remember my dreams, but this one stood out, and more, I was able to use the gifts that the land has granted me to to catch glimpses of you. Um, I saw, well, I think you're having some, some trouble outside of the, one of the cathedrals. I could see catapults and such. Um, I did wonder if I might not get to you in time, but it, each day I... I woke, I uh, would cast a new spell and, well, travel in the direction that the land pulled me in and, well, a couple of days ago I heard of the town of Stagwick and it's not an area I've been to before, but I knew when I heard the name that it was the right place to come and, well, it seems that it was. Um, as for why, your guess is as good as mine, to be honest. Um, uh, seems that Innistrad is not quite done with, uh, with me just yet. Oh, well, okay, if I, I must admit, a couple of months ago, I would have thought you were slightly crazy, but... I'm not saying seen... I'm not. <laughs> well, um, I, I think we've seen a lot, we've done a lot, we've experienced a lot, and it's opened my eyes to quite a lot, so uh, I guess your story, although it sounds bizarre, is perhaps not quite so strange as I might otherwise have thought. So, who am I to question it? So, what are you, are you, are you planning, are you wanting to travel with us? Is that what you're saying? I suppose because that... We need to leave here. I should formally ask, Olgvar, will you accept my service? I mean, to be honest, if you say no, I'm just going to follow you, but I have to ask and be polite at least. Okay, uh... Uh, just... Okay, uh... She's going to look round at Esther, raise an eyebrow and exchange glances with Ogvar and Kieran and sort of hold her hands out as if to say, okay, so what what do you want to do? Uh, well, it's... it's uh... You know, he could join us for a while, see how things go. It's not, uh, you know, it's not, he's, he's, he seems a nice chap. The bear's nice and cuddly. Uh, I'll take too. your word for it, Kieran. I'm sure uh, he is. Uh, that, you know, be a good idea. Go to Jenrick's and maybe I'll come back, see how we get on. If we don't get on. Well, we are... We are a man down, aren't we? Yes. Villa, 
Better the bear you know than the bear in the bush, isn't it? Uh, is, is that a thing? Okay, yeah, sure, Esther. If, if you think... Uh, okay, well, she's going to turn to... She'll, she'll turn back to face Otto and say, well, I'm, I'm sorry to talk across you, my friend, about you, but, well, if, if, you, if you need someone to travel with and you, you want to be travelling with us, then we're happy to have you along, at least for now. Um, you know, you were kind of really helpful last night and I, I for one, certainly appreciate that because... Yeah, found myself in a bit of a sticky situation, and yeah, um, I appreciate your help. It was a very sticky situation. Um, it was indeed, yeah. I don't like to think about it, really, but there you go. To be honest, I don't have much of a choice with this. I, I gave my my vow to the land that I would be here to, to help those people, those goodly people in need, and I go with the land calls. Um, as I say, I, I had thought that perhaps I wouldn't need to do much of that anymore, but apparently you're goodly people and apparently you need my help. I, I'm making assumptions there, but I can only do as the land bids. With the horrors of the homestead now behind them, it was back to Stagwick and the heart and hearth, where the sounds of much merriment from within pervaded the cool night air, and leaving Bojo by the front door once more, the party stepped inside the tavern. It did not take long to repatriate themselves and join in the revelry. After all, and in the light of the evening's previous events, more than a little levity was needed. In a somewhat unexpected and dashing display, Kewan manoeuvred Mary across the dance floor in a fine showing of fancy footwork befitting of his society status. During an appropriate ebb in the entertainment, Allura decided that it was time to put their stamp on the proceedings, and with a large audience so readily available and the lights dimmed, this was the obvious opportunity to do so. Later, once the evening's excitement had died down, it was time for our heroes to heave into their comfortable cribs for some sound slumber. Darkness eventually dissipated, giving way to birdsong, a bucket of breakfast for Bojo, and a bowl of monogrammed porridge for the paladin. The team once more turned to the lingering and unresolved tasks set before them, and as their departure day had come, Innistrad's date with destiny still hung in the balance. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.